You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, thank you for coming back, even with my choppy ending there with our last segment. I'm going to try again here. This is Roxanne Solon, your co-host. And this is Aaron Bosch. And we have Kate Sidner on the line. She is all the way from Alabama, Birmingham, and she's written a book, Good Night Jesus. So, um, Kate, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me on here. I'm so excited to chat with you all for a little bit. Um, so, yes, my name is Kate Sidner. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I'm married to my husband, Henry. We've been married for five years as of September 8th, so coming up. Um, we have two daughters, a two-year-old, and she just turned four um, last week. And we have two dogs. We just got a new puppy also last week just to add to the wild, <laughs> fun house that we have. <laughs> what kind um, of dog? And we moved. It's a mix. Okay. Um, he's like a golden retriever hound mix. Okay. Um, so lots of energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we moved to Alabama from Colorado about six years ago. Um, and we love Alabama. Um, and uh, I just, I love Jesus. I love running. Is my favorite, like, me time activity. Um, I used to be a teacher before starting my own family and um, was an elementary education teacher. So that and my faith, you know, kind of led me to write this book, Good Night Jesus. Well, I, um, I'm a children's author too, but my, my children's author days are kind of more behind me, I think, now. But I um, started kind of like when you did. I, I was writing at night when my children were sleeping or, or during nap time and things like that. And um, so, you know, you're just kind of absorbed in that. And I also had, my parents were teachers, so I, we, we come from mm-hmm. a similar, sounds like, background uh, as far as education and, and teaching children, uh, you know, teaching children, but, but especially about, about Jesus. So um, tell me a little bit about the, what inspired you to write this. Is it, is it your first children's book? It is. Okay. Yes. And, and, and what was it uh, that, I'm, I'm assuming being a mom probably was part of the inspiration, wanting, wanting your children to be guided? Yes, absolutely. Um, like I said, I was an elementary teacher, so I've always loved to read. Um, and always I found that it's so important to read to children right away. You know, even when they're really young and you think they can't read, they're still absorbing and learning and even before they can read. Um, so when I had my own two children, I read, we read to them every night. My husband and I read two to three books every night. And then we say they are father. And then we end by saying, thank you God for this day. Um, and as my children got a little older, you know, toddlers have their own opinions, and they want to be in control sometimes. <laughs> so they started to add to that. Instead of saying, just thank you, God, for this day, they would say, let's say thank you, God, for our next-door neighbor, Sarah Jane, or our dog, Lee, or, you know, any random things that they, you know, were grateful for that day. Um, and that just continued on every night to kind of be like our routine that they would go through and say, list off the things that they wanted to thank God for. Um, and then one night um, when the kids go to bed, my husband and I turn off phones and TVs and just like talk and connect. And I told him, I was like, I think this would be such a great idea for a book, you know, a nighttime story 
and prayer and gratitude all into like one simple, beautiful book. And so he encouraged me, you know, to get started writing on it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Good Night Jesus is a book about faith, gratitude, and prayer. Oh, I love the gratitude idea because I, I just think that is such a, a hopeful way to begin. <laughs> I, I mean, especially in this world, there's a lot of there's a lot of darkness, hope, hopelessness, things like that, and to like instill that that virtue of of gratitude uh, in your young children and and actually in ourselves, we need to be reminded as adults to mm-hmm. be thankful for things. Um, that really can change your whole attitude of of life in general and 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 keep you more upbeat. So I love that you're instilling that. And I love that that they're that that spills out into other ideas. Like children are so creative, and you know, it just wasn't mm-hmm. enough to thank Jesus. They had to. To, to thank uh, other people in, in, in their life too, which is, is so sweet. I also love that there's that bringing the family together and connection and kind of in-depth like time that a book can really bring everyone together, which I think is such a wonderful and wholesome and frankly adorable sort of idea. It's really nice that there's something that's trying to bring everyone together in this time of kind of disparity and connection loss. Absolutely. And now, Kate, lots of people have ideas for books, but you actually were able to bring that into reality. Tell us a little bit about that, because um, that's a mystery for for many people who are, are maybe have a good idea but uh, weren't able to quite make the connection. How did how did you make the connections to to bring this book into mm-hmm. fruition? That's a great question. Um, so it's just kind of a lot of people in my life who blessed me and. Um, helped me get it off the ground. Um, I actually used to work for EWTN for five years. I was their travel coordinator, so I booked... Um, if you would have gone there last year, I would have booked your travel out okay. here. Okay. Yeah, it was Dottie. Um, Dottie so was the, the one guests. that booked... Our, uh, I was there recently, and yeah, Dottie was the person. I don't know if you know her. I'm sh- I'm assuming you yes, do. Yes, I love Dottie. We <laughs> yeah. shared an office for a while, so okay, <laughs> I okay. love her. Well, I know where the <laughs> office is. I just toured it, so <laughs> that's funny. Yes, so... Um, and one of my, my best friends, Caroline Bortle, wrote a book, ABC Get to Know the Saints with Me, and that was the first children's book that EWTN ever published. Okay. Um, so I chatted with her, and I was like, I have this idea. Like, what do you what do you think? And she said, well, I think that's a great idea. And she, I already knew the people. She was like, you need to talk to this person. I was like, perfect. I already know them from working there. So I reached out to her and sent it. And then I didn't hear anything back for a couple months. So I was like, oh, no, they don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then they finally got back to me, and they were like, yes, we love the idea. Um, and they took it from there to help me find an illustrator and, you know, edit it to make sure it's Bible verses, you know, everything to make sure that it was um, perfect. I, I'm wondering what your kids think of it. Of course, they're pretty young, but I, I bet they're pretty excited that their mom's an author. At least the four-year-old can kind of maybe get that concept a little bit and, and, and we'll grow into that as time goes on. Yes, they're actually in the book. Um, in the, the illustrator, the artist, she did such a wonderful job. Um, I sent her a picture of my two daughters and she, she put them in, um, in the, the pictures and so they love to see themselves <laughs> um, in the story, which is cute. Absolutely. Now, Oh, go ahead. Oh, and then what sort of themes are explored in the book? Because you mentioned that your daughters are in it. It's trying to bring the family together. What's like the true, I guess, plot line, for lack of a better term? I know it might be kind of silly to use that word for a children's book. I'm assuming it's simple, but still a very good read. No, don't get me wrong. But what are like the themes that you're exploring here? Right. Well, I said prayer and gratitude, but um, the way the book is broken up, 
first it goes through, I call them each page like a blessing, mm-hmm. you know, your mom and dad. So it goes through the relationships in your life, your parents, your grandparents, your brothers and sisters, your teachers, um, your church family, and then it moves on into more of the fun blessings. Well, I mean, everything's fun, but mm-hmm. um, blocks and bubbles and books. Um, and I just think that shows that God's goodness is in everything. Because as an adult, I, you know, tend to only thank God or praise in those big moments, like the marriage of my husband, the birth of my children, you know, those really big moments. But my children have shown me that we can find joy in everything, even like the smallest little thing that we walk by, um, you know, God is there, and joy can be found even in those little silly things. Um, and then last, it goes on to more of the biblical um, Catholic blessings, so our church and Bible, and then God and Jesus, and it ends with the Lord's Prayer. And I wanted to end it that way because I wanted that to be the most important thing, because um, the most important thing is our relationship with Jesus. Um, and so I wanted to end it that way, you know, just to emphasize that that is the real message of this book. Well, it sounds like you have some really good, deep, profound spiritual lessons in this great children's book. And again, that's why you shouldn't underestimate a children's book ever. Even if it seems small, it's not necessarily simplistic in its own way. It can still delve into these great big themes, introduce them to children in a way that they're really going to love and relate to. So that's that's a wonderful thing to write about. Well, and, and I just think about Jesus welcoming little children, and ultimately we have to be as children. And so going back to that inquisitive time where we were full of wonder and trying to learn about things and, you know, understanding God's goodness all around us. And kids are just so eager and ripe for that. And, 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 and really, it, ultimately, it helps our own faith, right, to come back to those simple things. Oh, yeah. Children, I mean, they've made us into way better people, <laughs> um, where we would pray just, you know, at meals, at, at nighttime, and now, like, we bring prayer with us everywhere we go, in the car, in the line of the grocery store. You know, we're just, I feel, like, way more connected to my faith because of my children. And therefore, in a way, more connected to God, you know. Um, so, And mm-hmm. I love that you include the Our Father, too. Um, that That's a really neat idea. I wish I would have done that. My kids are off on their, on their uh, journeys now into the world, but... Um, Bringing the Our Father, that, that prayer that Jesus gave us specifically, it, co- it covers everything, you know, and uh, that's, a, that's a, a good, meaty way to end the book, I think. So that's beautiful that you incorporated that with your kids and then in the book, too. So, well, we're going to take a break here in a, in a minute. So um, we just want to encourage everyone to come back and hear a little bit more about this. Where can they get the book? before we go off onto that break. Yeah, the best place to get the book is through EWTN Religious Catalog or on Sophia Institute Press website. They, you know, ship them out quickly, um, ship them out the next day. It will also be available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, but right now it shows out of stock, so I'm not sure when that will be up and running, but the best place is EWTN Religious Catalog and Sophia Institute Press. Sounds wonderful. Okay, well, um, on the other side of the break, I would love to hear a little bit more, Kate, about your your journey and your spiritual uh, journey. And so 
maybe you can be thinking about that because I think our uh, listeners would love to hear about your own faith walk. So we will be back with more Real Presence Radio and with Kate Sidnor, the children's author of Good Night Jesus, a children's bedtime story right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith resists brute force. There's an incident in the storm on the lake when the disciples are in despair because Jesus does not stir, not even when the boat is filling with water. And after he has stood up and he saves them, he says, How could you doubt? Jesus assumes that his disciples really ought to know him, that they ought to know he will not let them drown. The scene described here is concerned with the way Peter no longer looks at Jesus but has his earthly elements in view. Naturally then, by any reckoning of probability, he is bound to sink as soon as he gets out onto the water. But he has left out of this the essential point that he has been called by Jesus, who is the Lord. Together with him, and by his power, he will, so to speak, be able to walk right over even what is deadly in this world. If we let our gaze be captivated by the tendency of the moment, then we have already lost our true anchor, which consists in depending on our relationship to the one who can overcome brute force, the brute force of death, the brute force of history and its impossibilities. Faith means resisting the brute force that would otherwise pull us under. Faith means fellowship with him who has the other kind of power, one that draws us up, that holds us fast, that carries us safely over the elements of death. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good Night Jesus, a children's bedtime story. That's the topic that we're discussing right now. Um, Roxanne Salonen and... Aaron Bosch. Hello again, everyone. <laughs> we're just talking to the author who is in Birmingham, Alabama. She's a former employee of uh, EWTN and has a couple of daughters and she's um, from California. We're going to, before we go into a little bit more about her life, we want to ask just about the illustration. Of course, that's always an important part of a children's book and children are drawn into those illustrations. How did you pair up with your illustrator, Kate? Yes, um, the illustrator, Anna, she did such a great job. So I worked with EWTN, and they found her. She actually won Cool to be Catholic a few years ago, and um, uh, we worked really closely on the pictures. I sent her what I had envisioned in my mind. Um, I really wanted something different than a lot of children's books. I wanted really soft colors 
um, beautiful pictures, like calming, soft facial expressions. And from being a teacher, I was told green and blue, green and blue tones promote calmness. Um, so I really wanted those colors and natural colors to be the theme of the pictures. And I really wanted some sort of flower border around each picture, just again, to, to just be beautiful. And um, I wanted this book to be beautiful to show the beauty of our faith and prayer and um, of gratitude. And she did such a great job of making all these pictures look so soft, even the buildings, you know, she the way she did the shading in the corners, everything is just very simple, um, but beautiful and childlike. Those bedtime stories are, I think we can all think of, uh, hopefully all of us had a bedtime story read to us. I know I had a, I had a babysitter, my parents were teachers, and so, um, but she would always read to us before nap time, and I just remember getting on the couch with her and cuddling up next to her, and, and, and I can just put myself back into that place. There's something so relaxing about having a story read to you. I think it's just such a, it's a beautiful time of closeness, like you were saying, Aaron, earlier. So um, I, I love how you thought through the, the illustrations and, and, and shared those ideas with the illustrator. And it sounds like you were pleased with how it turned out. Yes, she did such a great job with the pictures. Um, yeah, and... You know, what I was thinking about was when I was pregnant, um, instead of cards for my baby shower, um, everyone brought books. And um, I just thought, I just have like the most beautiful children's library from that. And, you know, I just thought this would be such like a great thing to give like a new mom expecting a baby um, to add to their library. Well, absolutely, and certainly from the author, too, a signed copy. <laughs> so um, it is a board book, right? And so what ages would you say? Um, yes, it is a board book. Um, I would say ages zero to probably five um, or six when they, you know, um, or even older when they start reading it because they can read it themselves. Right. Um, and yeah, having it a board book was so important to me because I wanted even the smallest of hands to be able to pick it up and hold it. Um, I know my children, two and four, and even when they were one and three, they love to hold books, even if it's upside down, and look through the <laughs> pictures and make it theirs. And that's what I really like envisioned. I envisioned, yeah, even one-year-olds picking it up and looking through the pictures. Um, so it was really important to me to have it as a board book. Right, right. Well, I wanted to transition a little bit here with our time left to hear a little bit about your story. Um, you, you have have been a teacher. Um, did you? Uh, what? How did that start? Like, what? What along your journey compelled you in that direction to want to educate children? Yeah. So I have three younger sisters. Um, so I've always been, I guess, just kind of a nurturer <laughs> naturally with having three sisters. Um, I always babysat even before I could drive. I was working with kids. I was also on the swim team, and I would uh, I was a swim coach for toddlers and um, and young kids in the summer. I worked at the YMCA. I was just always working with kids, and I loved it. So when it was time to pick uh, my you know career choice in college, uh, education was an easy choice for me. Um, and specifically early childhood. I wanted, you know, pre-K to 
in Colorado, it's pre-K to six. But when I moved to Alabama, the license was from pre-K to three. Um, but yeah, specifically that that younger um, younger age range. And um, I taught fifth grade, and then I taught preschool in a low-income school in, outside of Denver um, for a couple years before I decided to have my own family and took a step back from teaching. Um, also, I'm just curious about your faith journey a little bit. I'm assuming that um, plays a part in all of this as well. So, so did are you did you grow up Catholic? What what is your faith story? Yeah, um, I did grow up Catholic. I'm a cradle Catholic, so I was baptized, raised in the church. I went to Catholic school, um, and then I got away from my faith. I think as a, a lot of us do, you know. Um, and I really struggled. Um, I thought, like, I didn't believe at all. Um, it, like, gives me the chills, like, thinking about mm-hmm. it. But um, I, like, struggled so much in life to find happiness. Like, I went down a really dark path. Um, and, yeah, it was I had some really scary moments. Um, and I don't know what was the turning point where I came back, but um, one of my friends actually gave me a Mother Angelica a devotional book mm. <laughs> and maybe that was like something that sparked something in me i have no clue she had that um, ability for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> she is um and yeah and and you know coming back i just look at my life now and what it was without it, it like my life is so beautiful day today and it's all because like of my my faith and my relationship with God. Like when I put anything else before that, like it just doesn't work out. And when I don't believe or I get away from it, like my life just, you know, like I, I, I struggled before it. I've, you know, gone down that really dark path and I never want to go back there again. That was a big inspiration behind writing this book because, you know, Jesus did save my life. Mm-hmm. Um and I want my children to know that, and I want my children to have that relationship with him, you know, that he's there with you through everything. Like, he's not going to leave you. You know, he's there to pick you up, even though mom and dad are too, but, um, you know, Jesus is always there. And yeah, I just want everyone to have that relationship with him as well, because he can change your life, because he changed mine. That's really beautiful, and I'm really glad I asked that question, because it gives insight into this children's book. And I'm looking at online the cover right now and you know you talked about being in a dark place and I think that's it's so beautiful to I, I, your story is even more beautiful because you've been in that dark place and and because Jesus saved you and the the cover shows Jesus with the with the the lamb um, around him uh, and caring and you just talked about how Jesus has carried you and also how you chose really calming colors and just a, a pleasing uh, image um, that that just you know when you talk about being in that dark place and yet now you're trying to pull you know young people into the light into the beauty into the goodness into gratitude into Jesus love story it all it all um is even more impactful knowing that your story you know had some bumps along the way which i think that's the human condition <laughs> oh absolutely it's there's really something beautiful about you mention all those scary and dark moments and then you look at this wonderful cover that you've described to us where it's got the soft colors and the soft edges and all that so inviting and enticing it's like that you know even no matter how much you go through you can always come back to that sort of you know calming presence of jesus himself which is just so wonderful 
Exactly. So any other um, parts of your journey that, that you'd want to share about um, how did Jesus come into your life and, and affect you? What was, what was the, you said you're not sure exactly what turned around, but, um, or what the spark was, but maybe, maybe Mother Angelica had something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember like one, one night at like, when I was just like, and I just had enough of the way I was living and like those awful paths I was going down. And I just remember praying and I was like, please, like, get me out of this. Like, please. Mm. <laughs> and of course he did. And he always does. Like, he's so good. Um, and yeah, I, it's just so important to me um, to have that relationship with Jesus and for my children to, to as well. And it just, yeah, the the gratitude, the spirit of gratitude is so important in my life today. And even as an adult, and I hope parents can do this too, because of course this is a children's book. But um, I, when I'm having a tough day, I write gratitude lists myself, like just jot it down on, on my phone in a note or on a pad of paper and just write down all the things I'm grateful for. And, you know, it, it just puts everything in perspective that my life is so beautiful today and, you know, of course, I could have tough moments in my job. I could have tough moments with my kids. But, like, I'm so blessed. I have two beautiful children. I have a great husband. Um, I just wrote a book. Like, I have so, like, I have such a beautiful life today. Um, and I'll never take it for granted because of, I guess, where I've been and where I am today. Um, but just, yeah, that writing a gratitude list, I think you guys said it, um, just changes your perspective and, you know, gets you through some tough moments sometimes. And, and I think in your message there, too, like if anyone's out there and you're struggling right now and things kind of seem dark, it's not the end of the story. Uh, and I know Jim and Joy Pinto, when, when I was on with them uh, not long ago, they talked about it's not the end of the story. Like our story goes on and there's hope. And um, your story and, and many others uh, of, of turnarounds in our lives, St. Augustine, um, which his feast day is coming up here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. uh, those, those turnarounds are, are, can happen and will happen. If, and, and I love also that your very simple prayer of just get me out of this. Like God responds mightily to those very simple urgent prayers. He will always mm -hmm. listen to those and, and help us out in, in difficult places. So if you're in a struggling place today, you don't have to be there permanently. Just seek Jesus and and then say goodnight to him. Good night, Jesus, right? And and, and thank him. Mm -hmm. um, one more question really quick before we have to go. Where, where again, can listeners get the book? Yes, um, the best places to find the book are on EWT and Religious Catalog. Um, you can do that by calling or on their website and then also through Sophia Institute Press website. Wonderful. Well, Kate Sidner, thank you so much for sharing about this beautiful book and about your story as well. I, I know there's a, a parents of young children out there that would love to have this book, so hopefully um, now they can they know about it. So thank you, and we will be right back with more Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you.